Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery, nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. I'm Hannah D and I'm an addict and this is the Just for Today for July 13th. If we are hurting and most of us do from time to time, we learn to ask for help. Basic text, page 83. Sometimes recovery gets downright difficult. It can be even more difficult to get humble enough to ask for help. We think, I have all this time clean, I should be better than this. But the reality of recovery is simple. Whether we have 30 days or 30 years clean, we must be willing to ask for help when we need it. Humility is a common theme in our 12 steps. The program of Narcotics Anonymous is not about keeping up appearances. Instead, the program helps us get the most from our recovery. We must be willing to lay bare our difficulties if we expect to find solutions to problems that arise in our lives. There's an old expression sometimes heard in Narcotics Anonymous. We can't save our face and our ass at the same time. It isn't easy to share in a meeting when we have a number of years clean only to dissolve into tears because life on life's terms has made us realize our powerlessness. But when the meeting ends and another member comes up and says, you know, I really needed to hear what you had to say. We know that there is a God working in our lives. The taste of humility is never bitter. The rewards of humbling ourselves by asking for help sweeten our recovery. Just for today, if I need help, I will ask for it. I will put humility into action in my life. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Audra B., Hey, Audra, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for taking your time to, to be with us. Audra, could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and could you give your home group a shout out? Sure. Um, my clean date is June 8th, 2011. Um, I mainly go to meetings in the South Hills area, and my home group is Monday Noon Group in Mount Oliver. All right, thanks, Audra. And... We're looking at humility in action as the just for today. Could you could you share your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, humility is probably one of the biggest things that helps me stay clean. Um, you know, this isn't my first rodeo in recovery. Um, I came in when I was 18, and um, I didn't get and stay clean till I was 21. So basically when I came in I had no humility at all I didn't want to ask for help I didn't think that I was an addict um, and I kept using and the pain got great enough and um, I started to ask for help from the people in the program and um, until this day I continue to ask for help it doesn't matter how much clean time that I have I still struggle on a daily basis um, with just life things. And some days I do still want to use, not um, like the full-blown obsession. The obsession was removed a long time ago, but like the thoughts still creep up and it's important to talk to somebody about 
those feelings and to share them in a meeting. Um, but yeah, um, I had a really uh, difficult situation happen in my personal life last year and um, I was so powerless and uh, people in the program carried me through that. Um, and I was embarrassed by it, but nobody judged me and they loved me through it. And I ended up getting on the other side of that, uh, uh, staying clean. Um, I just know that, you know, they talk about like three indispensable spiritual principles that we need to have honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. And with humility, like that honesty is such an important, part of that because if I'm not honest about like what's going on in my life then nobody can help me um sorry I'm just rereading no, no. over this okay all right and while you do that so Audra let me dig into something here so um so humility is as much a part of staying clean as food and water is to staying alive right we read that in our basic text step seven and so, so with that perspective, um, could you tell us, could you tell, tell the listeners, so if they if they can identify with you saying, Hey, you know, we tried to get clean at 18 also, and it was a process. We didn't get it at 18. We didn't get it at 19. We didn't get it at 20. You know, we got it somewhere in our, t you know, at, at 21. Um, you know, and that really touches me because I got, I got clean when I was 16. Okay. And, uh, um, and so, and so coming in, um, being totally helpless and hopeless, um, and really very ill-equipped, you know, to, to handle life. It's been a process where, where humility and humiliation kind of went hand in hand. Now I know the difference, but then it was like, everything was just a, a, um, a shattering experience. So could, could you tell us what, what, what happened to facilitate like this surrender or this level of humility you were able to, to grab onto that you couldn't when you were 18 and 19 and 20, but, but you, you got clean in June and, in um, in 2011. So, so what happened there? What facilitated that change? Well, from 18 to 21, my drug use extremely progressed into harder drugs and my life just kept, kept getting more and more unmanageable every time I would pick up the first one. And, um, my parents finally like gave me that tough love where like we're done with you like go get treatment and if you don't get treatment like you can't stay with us we're not going to talk to you and we're not going to give you any help if you don't seek treatment and that was kind of like an eye-opener to me because i was always able to get over on them and make it kind of easier for me to use but like once they gave me that tough love it really it kind of pushed me into recovery, even though I didn't really want to be in recovery, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you kind of lost that ways and means yes. to, to kind of keep going. Okay. All right. And so, um, and so what, if, if, if you could tell us what, what does humility in action look like in your life today? I know you, you were speaking about a, a really tough event this past year. Um, could you elaborate on that or tell us maybe currently what's going on with you where where you're practicing humility in action and what does that look like i mean i think for humility it's it's doing the right thing when nobody is looking um 
and asking for help, of course. But, um, you know, I just always try to do the right thing. And, and, and the thing about humility is like not going around and like telling everybody about it. Like, um, you know, if I do a good deed, I don't need to go and run a run and tell everybody what this good deed I did because it's not about the recognition of it. It's about just doing something good because it's something good to do. Hmm. Um, and that, that's a uh, really important. Like if somebody asks you if you're humble, you can be humble, but then it's like not humble to say that you're humble. If that makes any sense. <laughs> right. It's like, hold on here. Let me tell you how, let me tell you how humble I am. Sit down. And right. <laughs> okay. So, so what about, um, working with sponsees? Do you, uh, you know, in our, it works how and why it talks about step seven, our role as sponsors, um, we're, we're to help facilitate that, that understanding of what a higher power's will is for us and to look and see, um, you know, what, what humility should, should be looking like in our lives. So this past year, when you, when you went through this, this tough episode, um, did you have folks pouring into you and, and, and helping you with this, you know, to walk out in humility? And if so, could you, could you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, and I think too, with sponsorship, you know, it's a two way street. So I like to let my sponsees know a little bit about like what's going on with me. Um, so they can relate to me and what's going on in their life. Um, and as far as like when I was going through that tough time, um, the thing about Narcotics Anonymous is you can always find somebody that has experienced what you're going through and can guide you through your process. Um, of what you need help in. And I've never not found anybody in the program that doesn't have the experience that I need to um, grab from. And, and have you, have you been able to be on the other side of that too, where, where folks are seeking you out for your experience? Yes, um, absolutely. It's still kind of crazy to me because for the first couple years, I just felt like uh, so crazy, like, you know, in the beginning of my step process and finding out who I was. And now it's like people are coming to me for suggestions. And it's almost like, you know, I give them my experience. And it's like, like, my higher power speaks through me. I'm like, Oh, I don't even know where that came from. But it was a really good suggestion to give. It almost feels like I'm not even speaking but my higher power like pushes it out of me. Mm. So yeah, you and, and, and I identify with that a lot. A lot of times, um, anytime I'm asked to speak or um, working with a sponsee or, or whatever, you know, however the higher power is using me in a situation, um, I always get that, that disease thinking of, of saying, hey, um, I don't have anything to offer. I'm not, you know, look at look at the things you've done in your life. Um, you know, there, there's no way that you can be used for any any agent of good in the and it's such a big lie. It's such a big lie, you know, to, to believe that. So, um, so Audra, what's, what's going on with you now? If you could, uh, so, so you've been clean a long time. Um, what does, what are some goals that you have? What are some things that are going on? Uh, what's happening with you? So, um, well, being that this COVID has been going on, um, I've been laid off of work. I wait tables, um, and the COVID has kind of been a blessing in disguise for me because when we got put down on that 
on the lockdown, it really gave me time to like meditate and reflect on what, you know, I want to do in the future because I was uh, going in and out of school and I couldn't decide what major I wanted to do. And um, I finally decided to do um, social work. So I enrolled in summer classes and I enrolled in the fall. So my goal is to get my undergraduate degree and then move on to master's. Um, that's a really big goal right now. Um, and through the process of the pandemic, like I was doing Zoom meetings throughout the week, which was such a wonderful thing that we were able to do. Um, I feel like NA, we always evolve with what's going on. Um, and now like meetings are starting to open back up in our area. Uh, my home group just opened two weeks ago. So we're open on Mondays at noon and you know we're following the, the guidelines to make it safe. Um, but I, I'm super happy that my home group is open again because not having that accountability for so many months it was something really lacking in my program because uh, my sponsor always talks about how the home group service at the home group level is the highest level of service um, to be there to open up the doors to give a hug um, to keep our meetings open. Okay, and is that is that something that you continue to do now, or as the meetings open up, do you, uh, you know, the the old timers used to tell us. Uh, Grateful addicts don't use and um, and uh, what else did they say it was something along the lines of you know the addict who's making the coffee isn't out using and uh, and I always loved that I always loved hearing that and, and that's that's was the expectation you know so I got clean in two thousand and that was the expectation of us and it was in southwestern PA so not not far at all from from where you're at and uh, the expectation was that that you know us new folk we were to we were to show up an hour before the meeting and help whoever had the key set the chairs up the ashtrays and make the big this huge percolating pot of of coffee and um and then afterwards to clean it down and and i'll never forget that you know the grateful addicts don't use and if you're making the coffee you're not out using and um, absolutely and i still show up an hour early to set up um it's funny because when i came into the program when i was 18 i didn't even know how to make the coffee like they had to show me how <laughs> i like dumped all the grounds in the water instead of in the mm. in the thing that you put on top of the water well you know some addicts probably like that i mean I, <laughs> th that's some of the strongest coffee you ever drink right it's right like these old school na folk making it yeah all right very cool so um all right, Audra. So let's transition into this. So if you know, you've been on the journey for, for a long time, if you could know what you know now and having the experience that you, that you have now, if you could go back and you can sit down with Audra with one day clean, one week clean, um, you know, could you, could you tell us like, what would you pour into her? I think I would tell my past self, to be a little easier on herself. Um, I am my own worst critic. And, you know, it says in our literature, like, this isn't an overnight process. Um, you know, it, it takes a long time to grow and change. And, um, you know, I had this idea that I wanted to be this perfect little recovering addict, and that's just, it's not attainable. Um, and that's okay. Um, 
making mistakes in my process was probably the greatest growing lessons and um, taught me more about myself and uh, what I want to be like, what I don't want to be like, who I want in my life, who I don't want in my life. So I would probably tell her to just, you know, put the bat down and, you know, love that inner child and, and just be easy, I guess. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless.